Welcome to the Sitcom Bros Podcast. Welcome to episode 17 of the Zip Code Bros. Today we are covering Mr. In Your House. In Your House. Mick Foley. But first, we're just going to kind of pick up where we left off, guys. Um, you know, I heard something today, a great quote. It said, you're never as young as you are right now. Oh. Yeah, very true. Right. That's scary. That's scary, actually. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So I guess if you're uh, in the living in the moment business, you got to live in the moment and just kind of think about, well, I'm not going to be any younger. That's like if you take a photo of yourself, it's like, well, I'm never going to be that age again, even though it was like five seconds ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the phrase really, I'm not getting any younger is actually true. Yep. Jimmy's Speaking of younger, Jimmy is in his backyard and not paying attention. So some <laughs> things like, never change, I guess. I feel like he's walking around with a beer. Okay, I got a great, I got a great quick story. So my buddy Sam, he's uh, he's he's about ten years older than me, so he's in his fifties. And um, you know, you guys know the song "Angry Young Man," uh, the uh, "Angry Young Man" by Billy Joel. Yes. Yeah. So I joke sometimes that he's the, he's he's the angry old man in the song. So I was talking to him right before we got over here, and I'm like, we were talking. He's like, nah, he's saying something. I'm like, are you? I'm like, are you the angry old man tonight? He's like, yeah. Jim Jimmy is the angry young man from that song. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that you've press record and he's gone inside. <laughs> exactly. It's fantastic. Usually, what happens. Looks like he was taking um, the for down. the record, I do have a right to be angry tonight a little bit. And why is that? Why is that? Yeah. Not, not at you, not at myself. Well, not, not at anybody, but mostly myself. As we're recording the night before, I scraped my head. Um, was not. I said I went for a walk, but I was riding my scooter without a helmet. And Dude. scraped top. Not no stitches, no staples, no nothing. Shoot. Um, like road rash on top of there? No, no road rash. Just I hit, I hit, I hit a tree limb. Oh, dude. Oof. Oof. Okay, so for the kids watching, always wear a helmet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. More of the story: wear a helmet. Wow, that could have been bad, Jimmy. It could have been. I know. Trust me, I'm. I was fine all the way up to like the last five minutes of my ride. It was dark out. I didn't see it. I have a light on my scooter, but um, just I know, I know. Well, at least you're at least you're okay. At yeah, least you're okay. Sure. Yeah, but I just have a I just have a scrape on my head, my hairline. So that's why you're hardcore. Yes. yes. He did say he was hardcore before. And you uh what's what's that thing you you got the juice the hard way? Yeah, yeah. right. Hard way for sure. 
But uh, yeah, just always wear a helmet. Save kids, adults. Doesn't matter what age you are, just wear a helmet. Shut up. But I mean, I was talking about that with somebody the other day. We were talking about helmets and stuff like that, and um, I'm like, you know, I never wore a helmet as a kid, but I never not, but I never don't. I don't want to say double negative, but so what am I trying to say is I always wear a helmet now as an adult, which is weird. Well, as you get older, you sort of get a bit wiser too. That's true. That's true. But like you're a bit reckless. You're a bit reckless when you're younger. Yeah. I was going to say the stuff we used to do. We used to do, I was thinking about this the other day. We used to go at the bus stop when it was icy out. We used to grab it on, we used to grab the bumpers of cars and fucking skid on the back of the bumpers while on the ice. Let's change the verbiage. What are we, are, are we getting a MTV Cribs kind of tour? I was going to say, yeah. Nope. No, no tour. But uh, we're not, not only that, we're getting a, uh, we're getting a we're getting Jimmy's getting dinner in a movie right now. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, that light, dude. I'm sh- I'm switching it around. Shut All up. All right, thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say it wouldn't be a pod. It, it wouldn't be a podcast if Jimmy wasn't sitting down eating dinner during the recording. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what day are we recording right now? We are recording right now. Yeah, we're recording. Remember when you heard recording on a day? On when a, you... We're recording on a on on the day of the week on a, not the weekend like we usually do. Yeah, like you act like we're gonna wait until Saturday to release it. <laughs> so the night before, I love I love it. I love it. Here. So so as of I mean, look, I love you to death, and I'm glad you're okay. But you're like so as of tonight, you know, the night before, the night before what, Jimmy? <laughs> no, I'm saying we're recording on a weekday, and I'm saying no. I actually, I work. I worked out for the first time in for, in a while. My man, that's because he's actually sensing to your head. Oh, no, I, well, yes, I need to go work out now. I got to get it healthy. No, I've just been. I've been. My PTSD has been kicking my butt last month, and I've been secretive about that. Well, why have you been secretive about it, my friend? The typical male bravado type of thing. Okay, well, stop it. Yes. Yeah, Don't got to speak up, man. Well, I'm the human punching bag, it seems like. No, nah, no, dude. Not around us. You've always been real real with us, Jimmy, and yeah. you know you know that you can talk to us about anything like like at any time. So, I mean, me like Gallagher and myself like often you know talk real shit with each other and you know you got to know that you can do that with us as well I try I do it's just start learning start learning about a lot about life yeah for sure sure you're at that age too man you know I hate to say it like I'm an old fart but like dude you're at that age where you're just starting to really understand how it is to start being an adult, right? Being responsible for yourself and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been, I mean, I've kind of been, a, I've been an adult, quote unquote. I've been taking kind of care of myself for like the last, trying to figure things out for the last decade, 12 years, dozen years really this year. And right around this time it gets harder. 
Well, I know like when we first discussed this podcast is that, you know, mental health and, you know, all that sort of stuff was one of the big things that we wanted to talk about. So, um, yeah, like if, if any of our stories can help someone else, then, you know, we can, we can sort of use this platform, I guess, to kind of speak up about things and just, just event, you know, get stuff off our chests. Yeah. Whatever, whatever we'd like to talk about. Share what you'd like to share. You know, keep what you want to keep. That's everybody here, you know. We've all we've all been there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, some stuff like you might want to bring up on the podcast, some stuff you might want to talk about in private. It's yeah, absolutely. You know, the five people that watch us. Yeah, I mean, talking about it's the is the most important thing you can do. Don't want to suffer in silence. Yeah, don't don't bottle it up. I try not to. I just think a lot, overthink sometimes. And you and me both. There's a great yeah. lyric, Amy Winehouse. She says, sometimes I sit and I stare across the water and in my head I paint a picture of what you're doing. And it's like, she's just thinking about shit that doesn't, it's not relevant, right? She's painting a picture in my head of, of what, and she understands that she's painting a picture. It's like, yeah, it, it's not, that's not truth. That's what I think's going on. So it's, trust me, we all get in our heads. I'm still in my head. I'll be in my head until the day I die. However, sometimes I do sit back and I stare across the water and I don't paint a picture. So try to think about that sometimes if it if it meant something to you. Oh yes, I'm tr- sorry. I'm currently trying to find a there's a there was a quote there's a not quote but a song song lyric song lyric that's in my head. It's called um by one of my favorite artists, um, Brantley Gilbert, and the sorry and the lyrics. Hmm. Um. If you never had hard days, if you never had a heartbreak, never had more than you can take, carry the weight of the life on your shoulders, would you feel like you earned it? Would you live with the purpose or even known your own strength if you've never had hard days? It's true. Those hard days are what makes yeah. you and I understand, and I And I realize that more than I realize. And it's just some days get harder than others, just. When you feel like you have to be the clown, not clown, um, when you feel like you have to put a front up and just try to try to make yourself be better, push yourself, and it's just like, when you're uncomfortable, sometimes it's the scariest thing. And it's just it's one of those things where you need to be okay with not being okay but know you know that you mean a lot 100 percent. yeah um next up i don't know if we're doing it this episode if we're switching 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 on the fly or not on the there's gonna come there's gonna come an episode when we're just gonna shoot the shoot the breeze and i'll get more in and in, in, in tune more in in depth with 
my background a bit, bit better. Jimmy, whenever you want to talk about it, you can. It doesn't matter what episode it is. I know. You run with it. It just, I just. This episode is supposed to be a good one. Very right, good one. They're all good. You know what I meant. I love the big gold belt, man. That's the coolest thing. I mean, I, and it was funny because I was never a big fan of it. But then when we were when we were in San Antonio and you had it, um, and then we saw the one, you know, the one we just signed and Hogan signed, Bischoff signed that. I'm like, I'm like, all right, that's a really cool belt now. <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of things have led up led, led up to that. Just. A lot of good, a lot of, lot of ups and downs, a lot of twists and turns in life is where it takes you. And I mean, I don't, as hard as this might sound, it's, it, I don't regret anything that's happened to me. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> even, even the thing that I think about the most and it's it doesn't define me, but it, it is a, it's a it's a beginning chapter for me. I hate teasing, but it's it'll mean a lot to me on a specific specific date, and I hate being that guy, but I just need to be that guy at the moment. Dude, do you know? I want to show you my tattoo. There's a um, there's a note in in the beginning of my right. You can see it in the in the zoom. You can see it, the note right here. It's the letter A because it's the beginning of my journey. That's exactly why I got that on my arm. So no, it doesn't sound silly. It's you, you know Adam is Adam's going through that right now. You know he's he's getting his work done on his arm and he's everything he's doing is meaningful to him and. And and Ben, you know, I'm not going to embarrass him by saying how much of a stud muffin he's been and getting that back on track. But, uh, you know, Jimmy, it's, it's that's the whole purpose. You got to tell everybody you're back on your journey. I mean, because positive engages positive. You know what I mean? Like, I, I one of the things that I noticed is, yeah. It's a positive. It's a positive. How's that for a T-shirt? Positive engages positive. There you go. It sounds like a day day patient, <laughs> right? <laughs> Jimmy, you, you talked about how you didn't have any regrets, and that was actually something I was talking about with a former player of mine um, on a car ride to a seven on seven that we had. Uh, you know, not sure if any of y'all have, but I, you sometimes get the question, you know, what what would you want to change in your life? And, you know, I do have some go-to answers for that question, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to change anything that happened to me because it's put me where I am now. You know, whether it was good or bad, it's brought me to where I'm at right now. And just the way this summer has been going, I've been, I've been fortunate and blessed enough to have a lot of kind of 
we made it days and moments. And those days and moments probably still would have come if some of the uh, bad things in my life hadn't happened. But at the same time, the bad things and the good things in my life that did happen shaped me into who I am right now in 2023. So, you know, it's awesome to hear that, like, you don't regret that kind of stuff because good, bad, and different, these things shape you. And if you change even one of them, it's going to drastically change who you are now. Oh, yeah. Um, so Ben Jones uh, said something on the uh, on a on a sister podcast, the Pond Water Dave, talking wrestling with the Pond Water Dave show. He Pond Water Dave, Amy, Justin. He said, I have a heart of gold. And the reason why I do, why I give so much. I was teasing it. I was, uh, when I was when I was thirteen, my go back further. When I was ten years old, my dad was diagnosed with epilepsy. Two years later, he had a surgery to correct that. Downside of that, he was uh, he was taking a bunch of medication to kind of get his brain straight. On top of many of his other. Faults, he was a recovering alcoholic, anorexic, and bulimic, skinny diseases, body image issue, it diseases. So he had a hard time keeping food down as it was, and also an alcoholic, covering alcoholic. And fast forward, um, when, like I said, he had surgery to correct it, downside was taking a bunch of medication, altered his brain. Um, he had epilepsy, um, so he lost his license due to the epilepsy. That uh, September third, the weight of the world came down, came down on him so bad that uh, he hung himself. Yeah. And the person that saw him the last was me. The person that found him was me. And so the things I do that I give and give because I never want anybody to feel like how I felt that way, not being able to do something to the man that meant so much to me. And so I've learned to just give more than you take. Sometimes people are just takers and they will use you and it's not the greatest feeling, but sometimes those lessons you need to learn. And, but just keep giving until you just give more. Just keep giving. Jimmy, do you follow the Bible app by any chance? To, it is, to a degree. So today's burst was uh, Acts 20.36. It, it is more blessed to give than to receive. That was a verse of the day, my friend. How about that? Wow. I never want anybody to feel like they don't mean anything. I may have my differences with people, but we're all still human trying to figure out my life. And if I can give 
anybody a shred of hope for the, for me it's gift giving just know that you matter yeah um yeah jimmy you're you're a big giver and yeah like Pondwater dave said you've you've got a heart of gold um that meant the world to me when he said that one one of the things i preached to my players uh that's part of my tattoo is um is row the boat and that's what is all on the scoreboard right here are two boat oars crossed together to represent that and i picked that up from um from pj fleck who's the head coach at up at uh the university of minnesota and when you boil it down it just means don't give up but there's all sorts of representation within that mantra with the water being the present that you're in. Um, and when you row a boat, your back is to where you're going and you're facing where you've been. So you don't know what's coming. The boat is your sacrifice. The more that you sacrifice, the more that you give, the bigger you allow your boat to become so that more can come in and row with you. Your oars are your energy. Um, so when you do come to those choppy waters and those stormy days, you know, are you going to pull your oars in and sit there or are you going to keep rowing? And then uh, finally, the compass is your direction. It's going to tell you where to row so that you get to be who and where you want to be um, in life. And with as much as you give, man, your, your boat's going to be, or your boat is huge. Thank you. And that means a lot. It really does. I just. Dude, if I can have like a round of applause, like I could like stand up and applaud that. That was amazing, AJ. Thank you. <laughs> it's just one of those things where you, you don't know where life's going to take you. Absolutely. But for me in my own personal journey, it's just, it's crazy to think why I've come from from being a shy kid to going halfway across the world just to go see a wrestling match with the famous manager, I guess, and hang out with him for a few days. To just knowing, knowing, having a passion, having a love for hobby for something, not knowing if anybody else is going to like it like finding that have that common interest to having a plethora a plethora <laughs> family of wrestling fans that i could only i could never have dreamed of to have been so incredible for sure Bang bang. Adam, how was your week, man? Man, my week's been good. We started summer workouts back up after uh after our the dead week for the fourth of July. Um got moved over to coaching wide receiver. Uh so actually this morning was my first day 
coaching wide receivers in my coaching career. And I, I think it went pretty well, kind Great. of kicking myself for, uh, for losing sleep over the nerves of, uh, of that guy was, was uh, going at practice on about four hours of sleep. Um, Cause I, I couldn't fall asleep. I was so nervous about today. No. But, you know, it, it's all worth it. Uh, got to come home, jump in the pool with my son. He, uh, he told me he wants to be a football coach like me when he grows up. Yeah. Um, so that felt really good. And uh, yeah, man, we're about two weeks away from teacher workday starting. So I'm trying to just soak up as much family time as I can before, uh, before I got to head back to work. That's great, man. It's great to hear. Yeah. James? That's been okay. I appreciate you sharing what you shared with us earlier. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It's been okay. How are you, Mr. Gallagher? <laughs> I'm okay. I've uh, I've had some time to myself the last few days, so it's been nice. Um, kind of the opposite of Ben. I feel bad when I kind of talk about it, but um, you know, everybody needs their breaks. So I've had a couple of breaks where they're being with their mom. So it's, it's been great for them too. Cause my little guy has missed mom from a good, 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 good couple of days before she came home. So, uh, she had to drive. She drove from Florida all the way up to, uh, to Idaho, uh, well, Washington, Washington. Uh, she, she went to go pick up her grandmother's car so she can, so she can have it. But she drove from like, like Florida, like Tampa, Florida, like the bottom of Florida, all the way, like, like literally like the bottom corner of the United States to the top corner of the United States. I'm like, oh my goodness, like better her than me, man. I'm like, it was probably, you know, once it's done, I'm like, it's probably something cool to say that you did, but like, I just, I would never want to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's the guy or so. Oh, Jimmy, you're a big driver. Like, I just, I'm not a driver. I mean, I just, I hate, I hate well, spending time in the plane. I hate spending time in the car. I'm just, I'm a little fucking diva. Well, back to back weekends, I'd probably put in 50 hours. Not, well, I guess by choice, but well, the first one was because I, for, because plane tickets are expensive. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I went for vacation. And then the second one, I guess, because I'm a good friend, great friend. What are we talking about sunny oh no oh when you drove back and forth from iowa yeah wisconsin whatever it was he lives in iowa he lives in iowa right yes but he, yeah, had, so he, he had we had to drive another five hours to get his car in wisconsin oh, wisconsin green bay wisconsin lake geneva lake geneva wisconsin Sorry. It's like an hour. It's like an hour. It's like an hour away from Chicago. Oh no! <laughs> what? But uh, yeah, did that. Did you say oh no? As in sunny oh no? But, oh yeah, no! Well, I was doing like the Mister Kennedy. Ah. I was doing sunny oh no oh no. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't, it's silly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Nah, that's all right. Like I said, for the 20 people who may have watched this, you know, to, 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 20. Well, we are generous. Well, you said we had 20 subscribers, right? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're watching. 
Yeah, good point. Respect, and that's what's important. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Michael Michael asks me, he's like, why do why does everybody say like and subscribe? I'm like, people get money when they get a lot of subscribers. He's like, I want money. I'm like, I know. So I said, tell your friends to like and subscribe. I mean, we say it because it seems to be the thing to say at the end of a yeah, podcast. Exactly. Like I, never in my life did I think I was ever going to say that out loud. Not even in my head, not even silently to myself. I never thought I would say it. Like and subscribe. Hit the button below. Like and subscribe. No, they say don't forget to smash that subscribe button or something. And it's like, why would you smash it? Because then it's broken, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean. Just tap it nicely. Yeah. Smash it. Hell to the yeah. That's all I got to say. We're hardcore. We're hardcore. You are hardcore, Jimmy. Yeah, you're fighting trees now. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when's your match against the Lorax? <laughs> hey, you can have a lumberjack match. Don't you mean Groot? Or him. Both. I don't know. A handicap match, I guess. <laughs> I am Groot. I have a T. I was wearing my I'm Groot t shirt yesterday. <laughs> hmm. Probably one of my favorite Disney characters of all time. Groot? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a good character. All right, who wants to talk some wrestling? Now who wants to talk some wrestling? Hey, that sounds like a good idea. All right, I like it. Uh, Adam, you got some uh, pro wrestling week of? Y'all, I tried to be so picky, but there was so much that went on in this week of pro wrestling history that it was just which is funny because like eric bishop does talk a lot about like summertime being like you don't have like major storylines in the summertime although i mean you had goldberg and and what goldberg and well goldberg and hogan yeah Yeah. what the start i was gonna say the start of the nwo yeah. Uh, oh, July '96. Yeah. Oh, okay. God. Did you guys hear that? That was a fart in church. <laughs> that was the match winning, winning anything. I even forgot what we were talking about. Thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. Oh, God. This is a list. Let's strap in. Um, Strap in and strap on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, July 9th, 2000, WCW's Bash at the Beach with the uh, Jeff Jarrett laying down for Hogan and uh, Hogan, you know, the whole Russo incident. Uh, July 9th, 2001, so a year later, the alliance is formed on WWE Monday Night Raw. I remember, dude, I got to pause you there. I actually, like, I could remember in my mind's eye where I was watching that Raw. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. I was such a mark for WCW. Like, when that happened, I was at my girlfriend's house at the time. Her name was Colleen, and I was watching wrestling. I remember I was watching wrestling in her living room where, like, her dad's, like, sitting there, like, who the fuck is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Again, sorry, who... Pop, for uh, for cursing. Um, you didn't know who Buff Bagwell was? What's that? Oh, was like, you didn't know who Buff Bagwell was? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. But anyway, I, so anyway, I was 19 years old. I was watching wrestling. And then the lines came on and like, I got excited. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I like jumped out of my seat. I'm like, that's so freaking cool. And, and, and I just remember getting teased by her dad. Like, like who the hell is this guy? Like watching wrestling at, you know, this 20 year old watching wrestling. So I remember that night it was, uh, that's, that was that. See, had you not brought that up, I would have not uh, brought that, brought, brought that up. <laughs> um, where am I? Oh, July 9th, 2017, WWE's Great Balls of Fire. Woo! I was actually, so I wasn't going to put this one down, but then I remembered, uh, well, I didn't remember, but um, I was actually in the crowd for Great Balls of Fire. No kidding, man. Yeah, I was living in Waco, Texas at the time, so it was just a little hour and a half drive up, uh, 35 to Dallas. Um, my my best friend and friend of the show, Sean Kennedy, had come out for uh for the Kennedy. Kennedy. No, you know. Um, and it's really funny because as when we were looking for somewhere to park, we passed some bar or some other like smaller venue, and there was a huge line of people. Um and about that time, maybe a, a month or actually a year later is when I started listening to Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard and started getting into what became ad-free shows. And I got hooked on it and went and downloaded like every archive episode. And as I was making my way up to July 2017, they started advertising uh, Something to Wrestle live in Dallas with enough time to get from the venue to where Great Balls of Fire was so you could get your Bruce Pritchard live show and then go see wwe's great balls of fire so my point is it's just such you know kind of a small world thing where i saw that group of people had no you know they looked like wrestling fans but i didn't know what they were lined up for and then a year later because you were backed up you didn't get it like you had you been alive you would have gotten like oh shit i could have gone there yeah that's so funny um let's see July 11th. I like that show a lot, though. Going back to Great Bowls of Fire, like I, I actually like that show. It wasn't the name is bizarre, it but the show was great. But I mean, but Brock versus Samoa Joe was a good match. Oh, that that place I was. Change, I, would, I only want to change one thing of that show. What's that? that one. Huh? That Samoa Joe one. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone in the crowd that night wanted to change that. Would have been a, it would have been an awesome moment if Samoa Joe came out with that belt. I was so I was so so behind Samoa Joe, man. Oh, it's gonna kill you, right? Bro. I mean, that's and and how many people like wanted that? You know, I remember thinking to myself when 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 Brock Lesnar was fighting Frank Mir, I remember saying to myself like, I would imagine Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. Oh yeah! I never thought it was going to happen, and, and not only credible. did you think it was going to happen, you didn't think you were going to care about it as much as you did. And how credible was Joe? Oh, I, I mean, he was. I think he should have won. He was awesome. Like it kind of yeah. thinks me like Bobby Lashley. Like I never thought I'd want to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar until I saw Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. But Joe was probably the most credible person to beat Brock at that time. Yeah, I agree with you. And then, um, monster at that point, man. 
He really was. And then you had the Iron Man match between the Bar and the Hardy Boys. Yep. Um, Alexa Bliss with her double jointed gimmick to make it you know look like she had some gruesome elbow injury. Um, it was it, that Great Balls of Fire, despite the name, was a phenomenal show. Yeah, it was a good show. Oh, I, I remember it was Great Balls of Fire. Exactly. Woo! Great Balls of Fire. Goodness gracious. Uh, July 11th, 2005, a recently released Matt Hardy returns to Monday Night Raw to attack Edge, <laughs> turning the love triangle into a storyline. That was a good storyline. Um, July 11th, uh, 2013, WWE's Performance Center opens up in Orlando, Florida. Uh, July 13th, 2005, Matt Hardy calls in to bite this to rip Lita a new one. Um, July 13th, 2015, the Divas Revolution kicks off on Raw. The website, again, all my little history facts says it was the, uh, Phenomenal trio of Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. So, there I, you go. so I don't think they cloned Charlotte. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, See, July, so nice, they say it twice. Exactly. <laughs> July 14th, 1994, Hulk Hogan takes a stand in the McMahon Sarah trial. Oh, wow. Finally, July 15th, 2005, Eric Bischoff makes his WWE debut as the first general manager of Monday Night Raw. In 2002. Uh, to the, what? Yeah, 2002. Yeah, 2002. Was it? Oh, no, it was. It was 02. Two. Well, I just typed it up from the site, so don't blame me. <laughs> Not my fault. We're here to educate. I was going to say, if, if one per, if we if the if the listener remembers one thing, he'll remember that one for the bad year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the YouTube comments of all twenty subscribers, they're gonna they're gonna get. That. It'd be funny if that it'd be funny if that one viewer was Eric Bischoff and he commented and said, "No, no, I, I was there in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yep, Jimmy. There you go. Let's get into... Oh, no. <laughs> uh, birthdays. Shelton Benjamin, July 9th, 1975. Mark Marrow, July 9th, 1960. Kevin Nash, July 9th, 1959. Uh, Sami Zayn, July 11th, 1984. Tyson Kidd, July 11th, 1980. Rock Lesnar, July 11th, 1977. Shane Helms, July 12th, 1974. Sean Walton, July 13th, 1972. Bubba Ray Dudley, July 14th, 1971. Anna J, July 15th, 1998. QT Marshall, July 15th, 1985. Heath Slater, July 15th, 1983. Jesse Ventura, July 15th, 1951. Mill Mascaris, July 15, 1942. And that is our little history lesson in pro wrestling. Thank you. Take a moment of silence real quick for draws. Didn't we? 
Mm-hmm. We did, but we can do it again. Yeah. I heard uh, Mantor passed away though. Yeah. <laughs> like le- legitimately, like who is he? Mike Shaw. Yeah. Mike Shaw. I don't know. I don't know his real name, but yeah, saw it on yeah, Twitter Mantor. earlier this morning. And Mantor passed away today. Oh, that's a bummer. As Bruce Pritchard said, half man, half tar. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Halleck. Well, Mike Halleck, you, my friend. I saw a meme on Facebook the other day. I don't know who posted it, but it had Tito Santana as the El Matador versus Mantor. <laughs> like, that, like a dream match. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> That would be great. It's great. It's the visual of it, right? Like the the red flag. Because <laughs> oh, you know Tito would have fucking sold it. <laughs> yeah, and Vince would have loved it. I know. I, I'm thinking about it. Like I like I'm always wishing we got that now, right? Like I'm always upset. You're a bullfighter, <laughs> right? I mean, can you mean he's half t- he's half man, half half he's half man. half tar. <laughs> 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 my, my greatest, my greatest uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard at the uh, at the first at the Monday night debate at the first Starcast. Someone asked him, "What were your thoughts?" Like, uh, some about gimmicks and like, uh, Conrad made a made a comment like Mantar and like, like, what do you mean he's half man, half half man, half tar? Exactly. It's so, crazy. It's so it's so campy, and then. The following question was like, um, "Oh yeah, it was the Eric, I guess, and the Bruce thing. What would what what would happen? What would have happened if uh, Ted Turner could have had Brother Love?" What do you say? Uh, Brother Love on one hand, Jimmy Hart on the other. It would have been a ancestral color of neon. It would have just oozed. It been so great, like it was like so, such neon and brother love. Bruce is like Ted Turner couldn't afford brother love. It's like the mist. <laughs> there you go. What's up, Mick Foley? Foley, Foley. Let's talk about Mister in your house. In your house. <laughs> I'm a big guy. Uh, you guys listen to his podcast? Oh, yeah. What about you, Ben? You listen to the podcast? Every now and then I do. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a definitely a weekly listener of the podcast. What about you, Jimmy? You listen to Mick Foley's podcast? I do. I do. And I, yeah, listen, I, talk, I, I do listen to Mick Foley every once in a while. And uh, also at, for... There's, there's a good, that might be an addition to the Foley studio, the Mankind Studios. Hmm? Uh, if you ever watch the video, if you watch the videos in the coming weeks, you might see it. You, it's so it's so obscured, but it's the, it, it fits where it needs to be. Jimmy, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Can you be more cryptic? Seriously, I mean, what are you talking about? I think a while back I had a barbed wire baseball bat. You did? On here. Why? Because it was signed by Cactus Jack. <laughs> 
No, but why would you have a baseball bat surrounded by barbed wire in your house? In your house. Ah, I see what you did there. Right? You like that, huh? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Jack was from Hot Top. From High, high Top? Yeah, High Top. The place, and they were selling them, and I wanted one, and I got one. And... Was it at a case, at least? No. Oh, my goodness. But I don't have it anymore, so it doesn't matter. All right. Are you so? Are you saying you're thinking about getting a new one? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm sorry. I haven't decided yet. All right. Cool. Thanks for killing the town. Baby. That's all we got, that's ladies. Weekly. <laughs> that's our weekly baseball bat uh, conversations. Yeah. Thank you. So. Uh, yeah, his podcast. Thanks for. <laughs> Why the sad face, my friend? I was joking. I see my son. So I saw my son Will. I saw my kids for a, little, a few minutes tonight, and um, I, I see uh, my my son Will, and he's like, "Daddy," I'm like, "Yes." He's like, "Do a happy face." I'm like, "All right, do a happy face." Like, do a sad face. I'm like, "All right, do a sad face." Do an angry face. I'm like, "Do an angry face." So do a scare face. Do a scare face. So I started saying to him, like, I gave him some different faces to make, and we started making faces. So when you were doing your puppy dog face, that was one of the faces he made me. It was a puppy dog face. It's one of the, mm. it's one of my, it's one of the three faces of Jimmy. Which is a great segue into McFoley. Long Island born and bred McFoley. So I am very partial to my man. Uh Jimmy's walked off set. I was gonna say he's been shutting his camera off all night. Like, why now is when he chooses to uh, walk away from the uh, camera? Unless he's got like a uh, mask that he's going on, dude. If oh, he he's gonna headband said, "Hell, have mercy." I will applaud you, my friend. He's gonna come back as one of the Foley characters. You know, if he doesn't, I'm gonna be disappointed now. I know because it's a big letdown. Yeah. <laughs> Because we're waiting for something to happen. Absolutely. And, and he's got cool so, stuff. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> he hasn't even given us a heads up or anything. I this know, is, I this know. is live, pal. Maybe that was the cryptic thing he was trying to tell us. Maybe McFoley's at his house. <laughs> I would, it's, maybe it's in his house. Or yeah. in your house. <laughs> um. Should we continue with the show? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here, James. Seriously, what's going on? I mean, I hope he's okay. I mean, I try not to laugh when I say that, but I'm all serious. I hope he's okay. Maybe, maybe, he, maybe he went to beat up that tree that got him last night. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> could, you... <laughs> could you see Jimmy? Oh, I got a visual walking back to the tree. Where I'll mean, be like, "Why now, bitch? I'm back, bitch. I'm back. I'm gonna cut you down, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh my! 
what are we doing? <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. I met Mick Foley a couple times. Um, there was so one time I met him. I that was planned. Um, I used to work for Geico. That, it, sorry, Gallagher. That the the that time you're talking about is that the picture that you sent me on Facebook? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that one. So that's the first time I met him. So we were, I was working for Geico Insurance and they sponsored the Special Olympics. So Mick Foley would come to Geico and sign autographs and stuff like that and take pictures. So um, that was the first time. I the second time I met him, I was in a mall right by my house and he grew up right by where I lived and he was doing a signing and I'm, I'm walking around the corner and I see like, like literally walking around the corner, sitting in front of me is Mick Foley. I'm like, like I had to stop short because I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, wow. Like, like no line. And I'm like, shit, that's Mick Foley. I'm like, I grabbed, uh, it was when he was doing his Halloween book. Okay. Oh, okay. So I have like three, I, he signed, um, when I met him at Geico, he signed the uh, Have a Nice Day book for me. And then when I met him there, but it was just like, it was the weirdest thing. Oh, it was Mr. Sacco. Uh, Mr. Jimmy. Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Is that I'm it? disappointed in that. You're I don't hate it, guys. I, I don't hate it. I don't, know, I don't hate it. Does it, does, uh, does it talk, Jimmy? Yeah, I was going to say, does it does have a personality? Or is he a mime? <laughs> it's like, uh, how you doing, fellas? How you doing? Oh, yeah, Mr. Sucker's got a sore throat. Yeah, and uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I, I've taken how many? So there it is. People who are watching YouTube exclusive? Yeah. So the two people who are watching, we got Mr. Jimmy, and um, that's what all that suspense was about. So. Thank you, Jimmy. Yep. For uh, delivering on the suspense. Oh, Jimmy, you're back. That's what I'm here for. Jimmy. All right. Well, Jimmy, you missed Mr. Soko. Welcome back. Oh, Soko is just here. I know. Okay. I'll get. I'll. I'll, I'll go say hi to him later. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Too much info. <laughs> hey. Anyway. Um. We got. So you bumped into Foley. So I bumped into Foley at the mall and it was just, it was kind of perfect. Like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy a book from you and talk to you for 10 minutes. And, you know, because there was nobody else there, he just kept talking to me and we would just chat and then mostly just talking about growing up on Long Island. We were just talking about, and, you know, cause kind of some of his favorite places he, he was to go to and kind of what he did growing up and stuff like that. Just kind of his, you know, favorite moments of being on Long Island. And then I got a chance to talk to him again on the Zoom call a couple of months ago. And I asked him the same questions that I did the first time I saw him. <laughs> his, uh, his daughter is very nice, too. Oh, his daughter ain't uh, bad to look at. Uh, no, I mean, just personality-wise, too. Oh, um, I'm sure she's a delightful young woman. I actually used to subscribe to her Patreon. And had a one, I'd like a good uh, couple hour conversation with her oh no kidding it was really cool and gallagher we've got a bit of a connection with with foley and his son you know like the whole autism thing oh yeah that's true yeah 
Actually, he came out here. He's actually coming here in September. Cool. I was when? About uh, September. I can tell you right now. Cheap plug for the Spokane Comedy Club. I had seen him about, oh, geez, I don't know, six, seven years ago he was out here. Is this the comedy show that he does? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he comes out to Spokane, which is really cool. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Ironically, the first date I get is uh, Saturday, August 12th. Where is Hinds Marsh in South Australia? Oh, that's mm -hmm. in uh, Adelaide. How long is that from you? Not worth getting on a plane for. It's, it's oh, it's like a plane ride? Four hours away, yeah. By oh, wow. Okay. Plane plane. Ride now? Yeah. Uh, September 27th. Yeah, that would be. September 22nd for you? September 22nd. 27th, sorry. 27, 927. Oh, boy. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> that sounds about right. Well, um, I know we're talking about uh, Foley here, but uh, Mark's, uh, I don't know, uh, Tyrus, what? the for former NWA heavyweight champion, Tyrus, would be in my town tomorrow because he graduated from UNK in 1998. Oh, no kidding. Wait, former? He's not... I don't know. I don't pay that much. Does anybody? Say it again. Make fun of the NWA. Uh, yeah. That was a good champion. Who's the champion? I think Tyrus is still champion. Yeah, I think. I think so, right? I think the main event of their anniversary show is going to be Tyrus versus EC3. Oh, EC3 is back and uh, doing this thing? Yeah, the control your narrative or not get signed by a major promotion gimmick. I don't know. Oh, gotcha. I was just saying, like, wrestling again in, like, a half, oh, yeah. like, pop, high, halfway popular one how did fucking jimmy how did like you guys just rearrange the way you guys oh i think it's because some of you guys were going off camera and then went back on camera i'm like literally like everywhere you guys were you guys are just like brady bunched around <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this uh i like this i like this side of you adam you get a lot giggly tonight i like it just been having fun man i know it's great been enjoying the summer what uh what kind of Funkos you got? I've got I say that loud. I've got a <laughs> Cactus Jack and uh Dude Love. Oh, that's awesome. Two thirds of the way to the three faces of Foley. But they're wanting fifty dollars for mankind. Oh yeah. not yet. Wow. <laughs> not yet. Not when I bought these two for ten apiece. Exactly. Uh, do you guys remember? You guys weren't born yet, but do you guys remember Ben? You remember where uh, you were when Cactus Jack first popped up in the WWF? I wasn't quite watching when he debuted. I used to. Um, I I had to yeah. go back and watch it. Yeah, it was great. I I used to watch Raw on my mom's bed when I was like fourteen years old. I used to sit on my mom and dad's bed and I used to watch Raw. 
in their bedroom because they're the only ones that had cable in the room. So we watched, that's when we watched Monday Night Raw. And I remember watching that episode because that was the episode that McMahon stunned, I mean, uh, Stone Cold stunned McMahon. And that was the episode that um, uh, Cactus Jack came back against Triple H. And it was and that uh, was at uh, at the garden, wasn't it? Garden, yeah, it was the first one at the garden. At the garden, it was at the garden. <laughs> I should have been on what that mean for this week, Madison Square. Oh, have you got? Have you got one? I can make one up. I think I got one. Okay. All it's right. kind of I'm okay. I'm on the fence about it because it has a curse word in it, and I'm really trying not to curse that much on the podcast. Oh so, fuck it! I don't mind it's cursing. <laughs> because <laughs> i got one that's pretty like you know it's 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 a good one it's a good one i think it's I well think let's, it's... let's let's do it like, right, you cool. can always like you can always like not say the, the swear word then and all right all right that. so all right so when you come across someone that is like like can you believe this person like you know can you believe what they're doing like like come on man right like so we'll say this f this effing guy this effing guy Okay. Are we doing it now? Yeah, you just said let's do it now. Let's do it now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let, let me just bring up my one first. Uh, this fucking guy. Right. This is exactly. See, this is exactly my point. This fucking guy. <laughs> Adam and I. Adam and I are out of this. It's you two. <laughs> oh, dude, okay. I, still, I haven't even practiced an Australian accent yet, man. All right. Here we go. Ready? This fucking guy. Yeah, I know. It's great. Say it again. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. You got to drop it in later on while we're doing it. That's that's the that's the deal now. Because you oh, just do it so much, dude. You do it so much better than the rest of us. Yeah, this fucking yeah, but but I grew up with like American TV and movies and stuff. It's kind of ingrained. Yeah, I can do I, a bad British I, accent, I, but I can't do a no, bad Australian man, accent. You almost sounded like you were Sylvester Stallone. Which is hey, what do you mean? Good. Oh, that was Rodney Danger. Hey, oh. Sorry. <laughs> okay, are you guys ready for yours? No, but go for it. <laughs> just Gallagher. That's all it is. Me and, me and no, no, no. No. Everybody has no, to. Everybody's in, no, everybody's enterprising. I mean, everybody's in. Uh, otherwise, uh, otherwise, you're fired. You're fired. See, look okay. at that. Another good. All right, you ready? No. I got to go. I got to go to the servo. I'm gonna butcher the accent, but I know what it means. You want me to say it again? I gotta go to the servo. That was hard. Try. Alright, <laughs> Jay. Gotta go to the servo. That was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. All right, Jimmy. I gotta go to the servo. You just you just said the phrase in your own voice, you knucklehead. <laughs> My head hurts, so no. I wonder why. <laughs> okay. AJ, do you wanna explain what you think it might mean? Uh you gotta go to like a, a convenience store. Close. Gas station store. Service station. Gas station, we call them a petrol station or a servo. Oh, a servo, like a service station. That's what I just I said. Man. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. I thought you said servo. I didn't know what it meant. Oh, okay. So the V, yeah, okay. Mm, see the accent, the servo. 
See, if this you would have said it, and then if you fucking guy, if this exactly this fucking guy, I had, see, I it, it's applicable in any situation. When you first said, it, I thought you said server. Okay, uh, it was close enough. Uh, but yeah, BJ nailed it. And then, you know, go Ben. So, so Ben won again. So Ben, of course, you got to say another one for the good guys. What are we doing right now? Hey. It's survey time, right? So you won. It's another one for the good guys. Because you always win these friggin' things. I don't know. AJ's getting pretty good, though. I yeah, think. it was. You know, actually, let me take that back. Actually, actually, I think AJ did a better Australian accent than Ben did a New York accent. Not that it was bad, Ben. It was good. Good. I think AJ stepped his game up so much tonight. We got to give it to AJ. You know, I feel like AJ is the only one taking this seriously. <laughs> I just don't know how I, I just don't know how to change my voice and do, do stuff like that. I can't do impressions. I can't do I can't do anything, man. Okay, Mr. Mackey. It's, okay. it's all part of the fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we needed a new segment. So what the hell? Hey, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still on? Uh, are we still on? Right. Yeah, we're talking about Mick Foley, of course. Let me, let me, uh, let me turn my, let me turn my light on in the room. We're on the fly here, so just switching things up. Yeah. Give me one. Give me one. Jersey jokes. You're one. No, off, no, 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 no. One no, off the top. Of your head. No, 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 no. Not even looking at what you got right there. Just one off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. Yeah. Come on. Let's keep going and I'll drop one in somewhere. I can't wait. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This fucking guy. <laughs> exactly. See? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What was your guys' favorite version of McFoley? Babyface Mankind. Babyface Mankind? Circa like 99. Like the, co- yeah, the comedy version. Yeah. Or Commissioner. That was hilarious. Oh, Commissioner well. was great too. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, AJ? What's your favorite version of uh, Foley? And, and, and any any version, not not even necessarily the three faces of Foley. We can do a fun who, you know, we can do a fun, quick hot shot, best best one of those, but just as far as your favorite version of Mick Foley for his entire career. Um Commissioner Commissioner was great. You know, the the ever changing office and office locations and the the cheap pop of you know right here and you know insert city name um, well, that was great so when I met McFoley I said cheap pop and that's when he that's why he did the whole uh, that's why he did the whole wink and the thumbs up in my picture I said cheap pop to him so it was yeah. cool <laughs> um I like the you know mid two thousands you know that that match against Randy Orton for the Intercontinental that's probably one of my favorite McFoley matches for sure yeah. so that I thought TNA Mick was entertaining. Could you say that he was one of those guys who kind of knew how to reinvent himself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at WCW to ECW, New Japan, you know, he found one way or another, sometimes even multiple ways to get over with within each promotion that he was in. Well, you think about the times he came back to the WWE, the first time when he was a rock and sock versus Randy Orton and um, Evolution. 
That was one. And then, like you said, the, the, the match against, he had the match against Edge in 05, then he had the match against Orton in 06. Like, it's, what, Jimmy, all right, shake, which ones? I was going to say, regardless if I'm wrong or not, let me just finish my thought. Um, the point is, it's like, I think he came back both times in the mindset of, I got to be a different character. And I think he succeeded being a different character. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he, he definitely. Yes, Jimmy. Oh, four was Orton. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and six was Edge. All right, thank you. Um, and I think that's something he talks about a lot in his pod, in his podcast of, you know, when I come back, when I came back, I wanted to be, you know, this kind of character I wanted to do, you know, and, and I think that's key to, uh, not only staying over or getting over, but you know, still getting that that reaction when you when these guys do come back and not. He's a he's a really smart guy. He really is. It's I enjoy listening to his podcast because I enjoy listening to him. I I enjoy listening to the way his mind works and how he describes yeah. things. And then, uh, AJ, what'd you think of his match with Flair? Matches with Flair in 06. 06, God. Those are TNA matches or those the uh, the WWE matches. WWE. I'm I'm gonna be honest, Jimmy. My mind's blanking on those matches right now. At Vengeance 06, he had a two out of three falls regular match with with regular style with with Flair, and then at SummerSlam 06, he had a at a I Quit match with Flair. That's the one I remember. The I Quit match at SummerSlam. And he lost, right, to Flair? Yeah. 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 He got DQ'd at, at Vengeance. And yeah, and then he quit at SummerSlam. I tell you, man, one of, one of the things he really did well is he made everybody else look like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. You know, the his match against uh, – his, re, his retirement match against Triple H. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean – I, I recently, I think I watched that late last year, earlier this year. Um, and that was back when Triple H didn't let go of the arms for the pedigree. And Ooh, watch God. Nick's it, face come straight down on those thumbtacks. Was that Backlash 2000 in the in the cell? Oh, no way out. Yeah. Oh, no way out. Okay. Yeah. You know, I forget what he calls it on his podcast, but his whole, you know, the Foley you know, give and take or the fully, you know, basically his, his, the way, the way he thinks of taking these bumps. I remember just letting out a, a gasp when Triple H pedigreed him on those thumbtacks and he had no way to. <clears throat> that's, that's when I was really, that was the, probably the height of my fandom was at 99, 2000, 2001 yeah. time into 2002. That was really the height of my fandom. And, Man, I remember watching the Rumble against Triple H, the street fight in the Garden, and mm-hmm. then I remember watching No Way Out, the Hell in the Cell. Were you there for that for that street fight? No, I didn't get a chance to go to that Rumble. The next, I was at the the next event I was at um, was the was Survivor Series two thousand and two. That was the next event I went to. I went that was I, that was at the Garden. How is it? Is it is he because he made an appearance at the 08 Rumble 
I was there for that. That was pretty cool. How loud was that pop? It was loud. It was not as loud as John Cena when he came back. I was that was a rubble where Cena came back from his from his surgery early when nobody expected him to come back. That and the Snooka Snooka and Snooka and Roddy Piper. I I was going crazy. I was a little I was a little happy and tipsy. Um, I was going crazy when Rowdy Piper came out, man. And then when Mick Foley came out, I'm like, I was going crazy too for him. Snuck I could have given, I mean, I know why he came out. It was a good knowledge, you know, it was a good nod to WrestleMania one. Um, but I'm not a big Snucker fan, but when Mick Foley came out, man, when Roddy Piper came out, that was something else, dude. And when friggin' John Cena came out, like I don't remember much from that night. Yeah, I remember watching Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. That was one match. Uh, that was Ric Flair's. That was like the first. That was the kickoff of Ric Flair's retirement um, uh, circuit. He mm-hmm. fought uh, MVP that night. And then um, that was cool. I'm trying to think. Uh, I forgot who else fought that night, but that was that was great. It was, it was a good time. That was a great rumble. And the garden's always fun. The garden was always fun to be at. And I'll tell you, you know, I'm sorry to keep rambling on, but I'll tell you, it was a great memory of my ex-wife because we went together with one of my friends and um, her and I wound up, he wound up sitting with his friends and her and I wound up sitting together by ourselves and she was into it and she had a really good time. So like, I'll I'll say like, that was a really a good memory of my ex-wife. That's nice. Yeah. Putting over the ex-wife. Heck yeah. (laughs) What about you, Ben? What, what kind of memories you got of McFoley? Um, I had seen like in the Aftermags, like when he first sort of started out training with um, Dominic Danucci, and hearing the name Cactus Jack and like where he would go to the Japan territories. And I remember he he was in a tag match against Andre at one point, which blew my mind. Um. I didn't follow WCW in the early nineties. So my first exposure to him was mind games with Shawn Michaels. Mm. That was a fantastic match. Um, And then kind of, I was a bit hit and miss with him until, you know, sort of, I don't know, late 97, early 98, probably the Royal Rumble 98 actually was when I was first like, Oh wow, this guy's got three different characters. (laughs) Would you say that that mind games with Shawn Michaels might might be a would be a hidden treasure that people need to go see? Absolutely. Uh, that's anytime I think of Mick Foley, I think of that match. That's a I first mean being able to pull off a, being able to pull off a match like that with someone like Shawn Michaels with Foley's like he, his his style was just so different, but he could work with almost anybody. That match got me back into wrestling. I was I was home during the summer, and because um, I want to say it was in July or August, um, maybe September, but I know it was one of those summer. But I remember I was home, and I was watching that match, and it was like the first time I had watched wrestling in like a year, and I started, I started watching, and I uh, that pay per view, and I sat down and I saw that match, and again remembering exactly where you were while you were there like in that moment like i can remember like i was alone in my mom's and dad's house i was downstairs i was watching it in the living room and i was watching this match by myself i was eating rice krispie treats 
and I'm watching this match and I'm like, wow, this match is unbelievable. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, I, I got to start watching again. It's really, you know, I couldn't, couldn't tell you a match from the other, the rest of the night, but I remember watching that match from beginning to end and just thinking like, wow, like this is, if this is wrestling now, I got to start watching again. So that match was fantastic. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thanks for bringing that up. And then, of course, I remember, as I'm sure all you guys did, where you were the first time you saw the Hell in the Cell match. Oh, yeah. 25 years, Ooh. baby. 25 I, was sitting, years. I was sitting in that same exact spot with my friends watching that. And we were eating Lay's potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember just watching him, and him jumping. It's so funny. Like, there's so many things I remember where I was when it comes to wrestling. Oh, for sure. It's 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 funny that like when he was thrown off the off the top, you know, everyone thinks, "Oh, that match didn't last long," <laughs> and then it just continues on for another fifteen minutes or so of just being just so brutal. It. Um, Tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we're still talking about it. I know. You know. No one will ever forget it. No. Yeah. Not as long as they remember, and and not, and not not to be not to be negative, but I mean, not, he's he's made a and and well deserved because he earned it. But he's made a you know a post career of talking about that match because everybody wants to hear about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a perspective that everybody wants to know and hear. It's like, oh my goodness, and he's such a great storyteller. Yeah, match in total was seventeen thirty eight. I wonder how much of that actually was spent in the ring. Because you got to think he was on the ground for how long? So they started at the top of the cell. They did. Like, I'm, I'm curious how many, how much of that 17 minutes they actually spent wrestling. I don't think long because it was start the cell, throw off. Yeah, the I'd whole. Say, I'd say probably five minutes of on top of it, maybe stopping. And then another five minutes. It's probably probably ten minutes in total. <clears throat> I wonder what's messed up is I can actually probably Google that and I'll probably get the answer. I'm <laughs> <clears throat> so somebody somewhere has written it on the internet. Well, they just also they just did did a fully and take just sat down for like half an hour to watch that match together. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. I, I started watching. I haven't finished watching it. So I wonder where WWE got that watch along concept from. What's that? So I wonder where WWE got the watch along concept from. I got no idea. Yeah. It'll be Let a mess. I'll give you a clue. It starts with C and ends in Onrad Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, he's really an innovator. As we yep. wear, exactly as we wear his shirt, all right. And even you, you awesome. too, AJ, you're wearing a shirt okay. on the podcast on this podcast network. Very fun. We're doing this podcast because of him. It's exactly this all started with Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. We all met because of Conrad. Exactly. It's it's insane. It's insane how much this guy, how how much good this guy brings to the world. Exactly. He's like he he brought so much good to us that. We are gonna. We are getting Mister 
Ben Jones halfway across the world next year sometime to come hang out with us. Yeah, speaking of, someone's going to have to bring me as a plus one next year because I need to cut back my top guy subscription for a couple months. So I just need a plus one next summer so I can come with you guys. Okay, Gallagher, you're mine. Uh, Ben, you're... uh... Well, let's not put that on a recording yet. Let's talk about that off air. Thank you. We don't want to put that. We don't want to put that on there. Maybe, maybe AJ's wife wants to go with him. Um, we'll talk about it off air. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. We'll talk about it off air. So we want to assume that uh, somebody. I was making jokes. I'm sorry. No, it's, dude, you're fine. F I N E fine. James, you're fine. I know I'm fine. Thank you. Ah. Where that one from? I have no idea. <laughs> no idea so we talked about mind games we talked about cactus jack um you know i don't think we can talk about mick Fuller without talking about uh this is your life rocks oh this such a... is your life first off the rocks birthday is in may so i think it's i think it's fantastic you know he's just done the rock and sock connection it's and they weren't together for that long but they made such a big impact Oh, yeah. You know, I kind of look at those guys like the Hollywood Blondes. Like, they weren't together. They were, like, we feel like they were together longer than they actually were. I think that's... I I think it's because of them, you know, reuniting to fight evolution. Well, just such a great, the the, the fond memories we have. What were you saying, Ben? Oh, no, just that um, backstage (laughs) segment uh, where Mankind was, like, injured and he couldn't go out to the ring. And he tells the rock, go out there and win one for the Mika. Yeah. And the rock comes back and goes, what the hell's a Mika? <laughs> <laughs> they just they play with each other well. And I mean, you got to give it to a rock, too. The rock really bought yeah. into it. Oh, and, yeah. And then also with, with the dynamic of Al Snow sort of thing. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I got my John Cena squeezy mate tonight. Now, that, that would have been good for our John Cena episode. It was around for the John Cena episode. Oh, was it? Okay. Ooh, uh, maybe I didn't see it. It's all right. Hey, it's called it's called a throwback, my friend, or a callback. Uh, yeah. Is that what they say? Yeah, it's called product placement. Okay, I'm learning all about this. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, we don't get paid for it either, so I got that <laughs> one, and I also got a Triple H one. Ah. Was that Is on that our fun? Triple H episode? Squishums. They called Squishums. Yeah, he didn't make an appearance on our Triple H episode. I, I we just got him recently. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, these are my these are Michaels. But when I'm on when I'm on the phone at work, I like to fucking squeeze the shit because people piss the fuck out of me. Hey, I thought guy. you were gonna slow down on the cursing. This fucking guy. Shit. This fucking shit guy. Ah, yeah. This fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So some of those other matches I wanted to, you know, we were talking about the uh, the one match we didn't talk about was the I Quit match against Rock, where he got knocked in the face, you know, a hundred million times. Oh yeah, gosh, that's hard to watch even now. I was a Rock. I'd be putting his kids in. If I was a Rock, I would be putting his kids' kids through college. (laughs) I think it was because that that was was that match part of Beyond the Mat. I believe so. Yeah, because yeah. it was. I think it was thirteen chair, at least thirteen chair shots to the head. 
I think it was 21, maybe. Okay. I could be uh, wrong. I could be completely wrong. I don't know. And the Foley um, was uh, front row for that match. Gallagher, Google that shit. GTS? Let's see. <clears throat> I don't have my cheaters on like Ben. Manual. Though I think it's funny because, all right, so what, what I find funny is, and I could be completely wrong, is, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to say it out loud. All right. Let's see. Chair shots. Mick Foley. Bumble. Because we talked about because he had some so back to back years he had some banger matches at the Royal Rumble with Rock and then Triple H. Yeah, he had some bangers at Mister yeah. Ingram's house too. In your house. See. And- in your anytime he was with Triple H, they were brutal matches. So let's talk about it. I have a um I have a question. Who is his best uh rival? Oh. I reckon it's a coin toss between Undertaker and Triple H. I agree with you. Yeah. What about his matches against Stone Cold? He he seemed to be the guy Stone Cold that kind of chased around when uh he got became champion. There's Stone Cold, maybe. You know, it's funny. I, I feel like that the three faces of Foley were around. I feel like it was such a shorter time. I didn't realize they were around so so much longer. From like I, late, like early 97, or like mid-97 to like late 99, they, he was still doing it. I was probably, yeah, it might, it might be Taker with the notoriety just because of the cell. But they also had the um, boiler room match at SummerSlam yeah. as, as well. Um, 11. A couple of years shots. earlier. How many? 11. Man. Still, Still. 11 chair shots unprotected. Yep. Yeah, he might have gotten more chair shots, but he got 11 to them to the head. Yep. Plus, yep. His, plus his, uh, King of the Death match thing with in Japan. He lost his ear or Germany. I'm having Germany. It's Vader. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. Again. No, I was just thinking. This is a complete random thought that I had the other day, and I just wrote it down. But Foley's babyface character, like mankind when he was mankind, um, and how lovable he was, reminded me of the Bushwhackers in a way that they used to be really hardcore before they came to WWE. And I feel like Foley was kind of the same where he was really hardcore prior to coming to WWE. And then he became a a lovable character. So the kind of, yeah, it's a good one. Same same sort of background, you know, you're still pretty hardcore though. I was going to say, except he kept going with where the Bushwhackers became where the Bush. Yeah. 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 How how are you? You big? Are you a Bushwhacker fan? Uh I mean they they were entertaining, but I wasn't really a fan. No. He's a Shawn Michaels fan. No. God no. Don't knock Shawn Michaels. Love Shawn Michaels. No, we've been there and done that. Yes, we have. <laughs> Wrote the book, did the podcast, didn't make a T-shirt though. Not yet. No. We need to, we need we need some merch. 
Although I would definitely wear, I would definitely wear a zip code bros t-shirt every time we did the, uh, actually speaking of, this is great. Um, let me find it. Hold on. You could wear one if you go for a job interview. Oh yeah, there you go. Because because you want to impress them. Hey, tell me tell me a wrestling fan without tell me a wrestling fan. So the last yeah. So the last um <laughs> the oh. last house that my brother and I lived in together was in North Babylon, New York, and the zip code was one one seven zero three. So oh, so that so that's not from running a marathon then. No, 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 no. It's it's. I didn't come in eleven thousand. I didn't come in eleven thousand seven hundred third place. No. Oh, that, that's your registration number for when you. Oh, do the there run. you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, my brother's like, I'm like, why? Because I, I got two. I got one one seven zero three and one one seven zero four, and I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, why are you sending me shirts with zip codes on? He's like, the zip code, bro. So I'm like, he's like, that's the zip code you're from. I'm like, I'm like, you, you, you're good, you. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. And what's great about that term, Ben, is you can use that for anything. Like the guys being a moron, this effing guy. Or the guys being a, the guys being like the best guy in the world, this effing guy. Look at this effing guy. You know, so you can it's, use it's, that. Like, like the word dude. Like dude. Like dude. 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 Where's so my car? Emotions. You so many, so many ways you can pronounce the word "dude" and, and get your point across. Just getting back to the shirt though, with the zip code. I, um, our postcodes are only four digits, whereas yours are six, are they? Uh, five. Five. Okay. There'll be five, but some of them have PO boxes on them, so it'll be slash. So some of them have uh nine. Some of them have nine digits. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is confusing as hell, by the way. <laughs> well, there you go well there you go well, look at that so some fantasy booking guys who would you like to see mcfoley uh fight and i'll 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 even do a fun one like let's even who cares we got all the time in the world i'll say three faces of foley right who would you like to see three faces of foley fight mankind cactus and dude love Hmm. That's an interesting one. So, so one of those faces faces the other face. No, no, you could pick like so. Say, dude, love versus somebody, Cactus Jack versus somebody, and mankind versus somebody. Uh, Like me personally, I would love to see dude love versus Shawn Michaels. I thought that would be a cool match. Yeah. That'd be good. I want what about I think what Shawn about mankind? Would, like I think Shawn Michaels would sell it to the point where he would like entertain it and like make the crowd like get behind dude love and stuff like that. I think Shawn Michaels would do a good job with it because I think he liked my Mick Foley. Uh yeah, we could popcorn this too, guys. I'll go with Mankind versus the Fiend. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude. Ooh, mic drop. <laughs> Cactus versus Eddie Kingston. And I'll go Dude Love. Yeah, Dude Love versus Orange Cassidy. Oh, that's a good one. 
Oh, Dude Love versus Matt Riddle would be good too. Oh yeah. Or a tag team, Matt Riddle and Dude Love would be a good tag team. Oh, uh, <laughs> be the, the they would be the Dude Bros. versus Mark Briscoe or Eddie Kingston or Nick Gage. I feel like a hardcore match with those sons of Man, Nick Cage, that would be dangerous. Cactus Jack versus Nick Cage would be dangerous. Well, so was Cactus Jack. Well, I'm saying is you get two of those guys in the same ring, they want to outdo each other. That's why it's dangerous. They freaking kill each other. But Cactus Jack in his pre-prime? That's what I'm saying. Like Cactus Jack in like the late 80s, early 90s? Yeah. I've got one um, that's a bit old school, but Mankind versus the Missing Link. Just that unpredictable style where it's just they're both crazy. I don't know. I could just, just a weird kind of match, you know, where you don't know how the styles are going to clash, but they're both, you know, a bit tapped in the head. John, John Cena. John Cena. Versus either Cactus, not Cactus. Dude Love or Mankind. That'd be interesting. That'd be a good, that would be a good clash. And I'm talking, when I say John Cena, I'm talking basic economics one. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. What about Mankind versus Cactus Jack? Uh-huh. Mankind versus Cactus Jack would be good. I would like to see Mankind versus Abyss. Oh. That would be good. Yeah. I like that. And Cactus Jack. I would like to see Cactus Jack versus Bruiser Brody. That'd be good. Oh I yeah. Might even, it might have even happened. I don't know. I'm just saying that that was one of the matches I wrote down for myself. I that'd be it. We'd have to ask Dutch. I don't think he did. I know Taker did. Taker fought Bruiser? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He did. He oh, he was on that Tyson he, podcast you told me about when he was, he was Big in, Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was he in? Was he? Was that USWA or was that WCW? No, um, USWA, I think. Stop. And he had Paul Barrow as his manager back then. Percy Pringle. Percy, yeah. And I saw a video of Bruiser making an entrance, I think, in Japan. Just coming out, swinging that chain. Yeah. Hey, gentlemen, you mind if I just hit the pause button for a second? Yep. I appreciate it. So we're going to pick it up. We don't remember where we left off, so we're going to pick it up. I want to give a shout-out to James Elkarai. It was uh, was nice seeing him the other day on on Zoom. I hadn't seen him for a while, and he was putting me over. He was putting Ben over, and uh, it's always good to see James, and and, uh, he's a good man. Yeah, make sure you follow the Kickout Crew on yeah. uh, YouTube and social media and all that because they're, they're they're amazing guys. Yeah, all love, all love for those boys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Even Devin and his Nitro Pepsi. Even Devin's Nitro Pepsi. But speaking of Devin, does he have a question for the Bros? Oh, good seg- segue. I like that, right? 
Actually, while while we're talking about Devin, I don't know if you realize, but he's got me a unofficial relationship with referee Mike Kyoto. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, I am Mike Kyoto's uh, secret child. Oh wow! Ah, from, I... from when he came came to Australia. Apparently, my dad <laughs> is not my real dad. Dad, and I am Mike Kyoto's son. So thank you, All Devin. Right. I right. like it. Um, Okay, so let's get to the questions. Sorry, actually. Cut the music. <laughs> no more singing. No more singing about my dad. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Efren from the Premier Streaming Network. Love you, buddy. Yeah, Efren, Yeah, Efren's a legend. Yeah, that's a good that's a good word for him. Yeah. Oh, it's true. No, I'm, I I agree with okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Devin is actually up first. Um let me just change the screen a bit. Okay, so who was Mick Foley's greatest rival? I mean, we sort of discussed it briefly just before. I think so, his greatest rival was Triple H. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to someone if you had to pick one, Triple H. Yep, I picked Triple. H. I'd agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Takers are close. What's... Yeah, it's like one one A and one B or however. You... Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite Mick Foley TNA match? Lockdown. Uh, that one. <laughs> that one. That one. <laughs> the most Bruce Prichard esque answer I've heard. <laughs> Lockdown. Top five. Top five for sure. All right. Uh, could anyone else have played a dude love Cactus Jack and Mankind at the same time as well as Mick? Oh, hell no. Yeah. There's only one that could do it, right? Hell no, Mick Foley only. All right. Gallagher, are you there? Hold on, hold on. I'm coming back on. You can't I, uh... see Captain Charisma, we can't see you. There you are. Oh, we got it now. I think the question would probably, I think the, a better question might be, um, well, not even a better question, but just to re, kind of restructure that question is, could have anybody else played three characters at the same time as well as Mick Foley? Not necessarily those three characters, because those three characters were his, right? Like nobody else could have done that. I, but do you think there was anybody else who maybe could have done those three? It's just three characters like that separately. No. Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. Do you believe no. there were three different like you like I legitimately believe there were three different characters? Like, like when I played, you know, WrestleMania 2000 and when I played No Mercy, when I played all those video games, you know, SmackDown, I legitimately would would make those three guys like wrestle each other like there were actually three different people. I didn't believe in Dude Love. I just thought it was like mankind wearing hippie stuff. <laughs> I like Dude Love. He is more believable than I mean, that. Uh, here we go. I would have weekly. Seen, I, I would have liked to see Dude Love get the belt for like five minutes. Yeah. That'd be what great. What is awesome about Dude Love is that for Mick Foley having a childhood character that he created in the oh. WWE, like that's pretty cool. Absolutely. 
with as much how how much of a workhorse do love care that do love character wise, it would have been cool to have him win the IC title. Right, just just I think yeah, I think even like the world title for like five minutes, like just you haven't beat haven't beat Stone Cold because Vince McMahon screwed him over, right? The give dude love the title for like five minutes. He beats him the next night on Raw. Like I think it was really awesome. Right, I think the visual with him with the belt would have been cool. So okay, yeah, I, was, Devin's... Like, I was I was happy when he won it in '99. Oh yeah, with with the pop from Austin when oh, he came out. Heck yeah! Forget forget about it. Forget about it. another one. There you go. Forget about it again. Another term you can use in many many situations. Wow! Thank you for the uh, American language <laughs> lesson. Yeah. Welcome. That you, that you didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Devin's last question is, who is the best Santa Claus in WWE history? Mm. Yes. Yes. That one. This threw me <laughs> off. This threw me off because I thought there was only one Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's that's true. This is true. If you say anything bad about Christmas, we are going to have some problems. It's a good thing my kids at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. But um, let's, let's answer Devin's question. So though. I mean, Devin, I'm just... let's answer Devin's question yeah. though. Um, I like the ep- I liked when Stone Cold dressed up as Santa Claus. That was my favorite Santa Claus. Do you remember when Bobby Heenan dressed up as Santa Claus and Roddy Piper beat him up, and apparently? Um, WWE got a whole bunch of letters of complaint that Roddy Piper beat up Santa Claus on TV in front of all the kids. No way. He's a bad guy. That was on primetime, I think it was. That's no no way. That's awesome. That That's great, yeah. Great story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, Jimmy, are we keeping you awake? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I was thinking. I, might get I was thinking, like, like, is there any is there any better Santa Claus like oh okay we can keep going then yeah it's it's just a quick question <laughs> don't really need to think about it too much but James Elkari is up next um James. is Mick one of the most is Mick one of the most underrated wrestlers in history so he goes on to say he was everyone's first feud after they won the title. He's known for having great matches with Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, Undertaker, New Age Outlaws, Triple H, Edge, etc. Helped solidify his opponents as legit threats. James, you look like you got something you want to say, buddy. Yeah, yeah, go for it. No, no, no. I was just, I was that. I was, th- I was taking in that question. Yeah. What you got? What do you think? Was he underrated? Yeah. Most underrated? Did you get his flowers? What do you think? He's up there with Christian. Like, you know, not, not over, but underrated. Just, he was so talented. Like, he, he could work. That's what I mean. He could work with anybody. Anybody. And then, and then once his wrestling kind of wind down a little bit, the comedy he did from June of 2000 to December of 2000 was just guilty. <laughs> here's, a, uh, here's a question for you guys um, that I've 
just thought of. But in your opinion, who's funnier, Foley or Kurt Angle? Oh, uh, that's a tough one, isn't it? It's one A one B. I mean, Angle, you had that good stuff with with Austin and those those silly vignettes. Foley. Yeah, it's he's, a tough one. I can't, add, I can't a, answer it. He's more of a goofball. Yeah, both. Right. I, I think that's the guy. I was trying to think who was kind of more of a goofball, but they're kind of equally as goofy, right? Very similar humor. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm gonna take the fifth on that one. Yeah, because like I mean, <laughs> his lunchbox with the sandwich. Like, we're gonna do recess. All right. The whole when he when the when Eric was on trial for how how bad of a GM he was, the prosecution was Mick Foley. Oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just Next like, up. Well, I'm just real quick, but you were saying before yeah. about different office areas he used to do. Yeah. And the um the gavel, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Exactly. It was great. Sorry, yes, again. Okay, so up next is a friend of the show, Mikhail Galerg. <laughs> uh, so he's back. And his question is, what other Long Islander is just as awesome as Mick Foley? And the easy answer is, well, there is no one. No. Awesome, <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> uh, Gallagher, maybe yeah. you want to respond to uh, Mikhail. Mikhail, I think the best Long Islander on the show is this guy. But, uh, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. This fucking um, guy. But I don't know who's a, a cooler Long Islander. I would say, uh, I think Devin popped in MJF. So, um, nope, MJF. Nope, 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 Matt Cardona. I'll go Matt Cardona. I yeah, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers. I can get, I can get behind those two. Not MJF. MJF, not so much. Nope, nope. nope. Nah, I'm good with them. MJF. All right. Jump off a cliff. Views of okay. the views of what just transpired are not not views of the zip code bros, just Jimmy Sorensen. Just Jimmy Sorensen. <laughs> Send your hate tweets too. <laughs> All right. James there we go. Have we got AJ coming back? Do we know? I'm not sure. I hope everything's all right. AJ. Adam. Should we keep should we keep going? I just keep going. We'll we'll pop back in. All right. So up next, uh, my friend from Melbourne, Chris Power. So he asks, what were the things you liked from Foley's three personas? First of all, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, yo. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was the best aspect of each persona? That, that was the question. Uh, what were the things that you liked from the three personas? Things I liked. They were not too far off from each other. You just you I really like I, I like Cactus Jack's theme music. Guitar. That was pretty pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. I liked um I just I loved the mankind character. My my favorite face of Foley was Mankind. Which ver which version though? The 99 sort of 2000. I tell you, I love the 96 to 97 Mankind. Okay. 
but like the original mankind yeah i love all that brown. All, all, all decked out in brown yeah all decked out in brown but just that that crazy that 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 hannibal lecter type of character the cerebral type of character almost, what jimmy was it almost american psycho type of character yeah the way he pulled his hair out and when he's pulled his hair, but but his matches against Taker, his matches against uh Vader, his matches against Shawn Michaels. I mean, his matches against Steve. He had some great matches against Steve Austin in 1997. He had some good matches yeah. with Rock in 97. I mean, I he that version of mankind is my favorite, but he just made you you wanted to like him, but you just there was something off about him. <laughs> yeah. Adam, you okay, yeah. buddy? You're right, Adam? Yeah, we're good. Dad duty called. No, I hear you. Ah, uh, yeah. So, Adam, this question was: uh, What were the things that you liked from Foley's three personas? Um. Hmm. I did like the early Mankind with the different music on the way to the ring, the different music when the, when he won. You know, just the. I've always gravitated to the kind of dark mysterious like uh, mysterious characters like that version of mankind taker ray wyatt joe gacy alistair black um you know the, the kind of characters that give you a little nugget of who they are but also leave more questions along the trail um so yeah, early mankind was my favorite. I mean, the comedy stuff was great, but just that early, psychologically deranged version of mankind uh, was definitely, definitely my favorite. Which is why I want that mankind Funko Pop so bad. But no. <laughs> well, <laughs> All right, Jimmy, are you there? Yeah, I had something. I wanted to make sure I didn't get then the sour. Dude, if it's Mr. Sacco again, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah. No, it's not Mr. Sacco again. All right. I okay. just something to go bad that I took earlier. Okay. All righty. Yeah. Uh, uh, up next is Mike Whitaker from Kikara Crew. He asks, who would win in a three-way match? Mankind versus Cactus Jack versus Dude Love? Cactus. I think Cactus. Cactus. Ben? Yep. Yeah, Cactus. Yeah. Cactus. Yeah, for sure. Cactus. All right. He also asks, what is your favorite Mick Foley character? Well, we kind of kind of covered that. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if Pizza Hut made a Mick Foley pizza, what would be on it? Three cheese pizza. But yeah. to add the hardcore element in, you have to eat it straight out the oven. Yeah. Okay. Any other ingredients or anything? Or I'm going. Me personally, is three cheese pizza just because the three faces of Foley. What about that's the name of the pizza then? Three faces of cheese. Oh, there you go. Three faces of cheese. I like it. I have three meat pizza. You can do three meat pizza. That's what's great about this question. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, I don't think three cheese or three meat. Well, if we're gonna go 
I like three cheese because you can do the three cheeses of Foley. Yeah. One of them's got to be Gouda. I just thought of something as well. The the only way to eat it is like if you apply the mandible claw. Like that's, that's how you put it into your mouth. All right, that's all the questions we've got. All right, well, goes right into Jonesy's jokes, my man. Okay. Which what I was going to ask before is what is the difference between reading questions and then reading jokes that you need your glasses. I told you, this is, these are called gimmicks. Oh, gotcha. Where'd you get them? Um, gimmick glasses are us. I like it. You got it. Boom. Boom. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. This sorry. fucking guy. Ah! <laughs> uh, man, you got, we got to apologize. Yes. We got to apologize to our viewers. Gallagher is not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm pretty sharp, but thank you. Well, did he claim that he was? <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Okay. This is news to me. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm very pointy. I like to stick people. So I am a very. Do you know what? These glasses actually make me read better. So maybe I don't want to stuff the jokes up. That's why I wear All right. Them. There's cheaters. Cheaters. Okay. A friend of mine named his dog Five Miles. So he could tell people he walked five miles. But today he ran over five miles. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude. So, That's bad. Ben, I need you to send me that because I need. I got a friend that might enjoy that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. My goodness. I know. Like, when you think about it, the visual it's- and everything, he <laughs> loves his exercise. Oh. Clearly. Next. <laughs> Next. I keep I've just finished reading a, <laughs> Yeah. I've just finished reading a book called How to Avoid Getting Scammed. It's the best $300 I ever spent. <laughs> that was good. That was a great one. Yeah, that was good, my All friend. Right. Okay, up next. I've dedicated my life to finding a cure for insomnia, and I will not rest until I find it. Ah. <laughs> All right, you're getting there. Okay. Two, two for three. Three for three. Two for three. Three for three. Oh. Two for three. Dog was right, right. like bad, like like bad, bro. <laughs> Mike, is that what you think? Like, Mike, is that like, what you think? Mike, is that what you think? Like, dude. It, I don't want you think. I know where you go, Jimmy. I don't want to. I don't want to engage that. But yeah, okay. it's like. I've, you. I've opened I've opened a gym where the instructors would go from door to door to tell people about the benefits of joining it. I've named it Jehovah's Fitness. Oh, ah. Shout out to that uh, group of people. Yeah, well, whatever. All right. All right, last one. I saw my dad slumped over the lawnmower, crying his eyes out. But then I figured he's just going through a rough patch. That one again. I saw my dad slumped over the lawnmower, crying his eyes out. But then I thought he's just going through a rough patch. Oh, okay. A rough patch of grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. 
Not the sharpest tool in the shed. Hey, look, I, I think for the most part, they were pretty good. If I do say so myself. Well, yeah, first, but, first one was guess, like tough. That I was a holiday. Everything, everybody else, oh, well, doesn't matter what they think. My opinion doesn't matter. My yeah. opinion doesn't matter. Anyway, Jonesy's joke's done. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it for the tip code, bros. Any music, any update on music? I'd love to, you know, I'll give you a guy I've been listening to is Meyer Hawthorne. Check him out. He's got a nice little, um, he's got a classic rock vibe to him. And he's got a nice, like a pot. I'd say he's got a, he does a good mix of classic rock, bringing a kind of current to it. So it's a uh, Meyer, M-A-I-E-R, Hawthorne. Check him out. But yeah, I we we're canning the music thing. I just I can't figure it out. <laughs> but do you know what? I was just I was just thinking that this is the weekly music section where you say, "Oh yeah, we're still trying to figure it out." It <laughs> right, exactly. To... <laughs> I was almost thinking today, like you know what? I have like 12, 13, 15 pairs of sneakers. We can just like a Mike sneaker corner shit, and just like show off my sneakers, and that would be I, that. And hey, it's I, more I, interesting than my music. Concerts. <laughs> coming up any concerts coming up for you there is so yes yes and no so every thursday they have uh concerts in the park over here and there's a couple of parks that i go to cherry hill park and atlas park and uh river not uh, river riverfront park and a lot of those guys have music in the parks like at like um like in the evenings so they'll have like a guitar player or they'll have like a duet um like a three-piece band and some like of the bigger parks will have like a full band they call them live after five so um i i i had a hard time calling those concerts last year i just like live music but they are concerts so yeah so we're gonna i say we me and the boys will probably check out a couple of those this summer and you know we like to go see cover bands they love they, the boys love to dance so that's a lot of fun watching them dance and getting into the music and, my, and Michael, my oldest, that hopefully you guys are watching have, have seen and met. Um, he loves dancing and he loves meeting the band. So he'll stay after the band. and he'll, I mean, he'll stay after and he'll start talking to the band and asking them questions. And it's it's really, really cool. It's really cool seeing them interact. Because yeah, I, it was, awesome. that was a lot of what I did growing up because my dad was in bands growing up. So that's what a lot of I did. I talked to my musicians a lot. And so it's it's cool kind of seeing that through through my eyes again. Uh, and so it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And that's why I love doing the music thing. It's just because it was so important to me growing up. But I just can't figure out what I want to do. <laughs> kind of like my life. We'll talk after, but I think I got an idea. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, we don't want to get any. Uh, we don't want anybody stealing our ideas. Bama. Bama. Yeah. Bama, what's what's he stealing? Love you, Adam. All right. So well, that's it for me at the zip code. Right. Adam Jefferson, where can we find you? Uh at the ARJ brand on Twitter for the personal stuff, at Coach A Jefferson for the football stuff. Uh, if you want to follow the team I coach on, it's at Lakewood Football One. Um uh my my personal my solo podcast, uh, Just One Man's Thoughts, is on Twitter at Just Thoughts Pod and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. James, where can we find you, sir? 
at OG James ad free on the Twitter. Uh, Jimmy Sorensen 97 on Instagram. I'm also on thread. It'll be on there somehow. I don't remember. Okay. James Sorensen. Um, then Mr. Ben Jones, how can we get a hold of you? Still on Twitter days. at AFS Ben Jones and also at Zip Code Bros on Twitter. So feel free to send us some tweets, questions, comments, suggestions, anything you want. Send your hate tweets to at OG James ad free. At, on yes, please. Twitter, on the Twitter, as he likes to say. Which totally has me saying it. Though, and I'm not saying that negatively, Jamie, because that, it totally has me saying the Twitter when I talk when I talk to other people now. Uh, no, it's on the Twitter. On the Twitter. On the Twitter. What what what's the background with that? Is that a thing, or is it just the how you say it? It's just the way Jimmy says it. The way I say it. Okay. Yeah. It's the. I'm I'm being fancy. I'm trying yeah. to be fancy. I thought it might have been a inside baseball kind of thing. No, no it's it's a it's a lollipop. It's a it's a softball. Actually, I to Jericho. <laughs> listen to Jericho's podcast. When he, at the end, he always says, "At Zatoka. Oh, that's where it's from. Oh. I'm hearing it somewhere. Okay, that's right. It was Jericho's pod. That's right. That's right. And Gallagher, here, do you want to promote your Twitter handle, even though you don't even check it? Never check ah. it. Not going to promote it. Guys, have a great evening. Thank you for checking us out. Episode 17 of the Zipco Bros. WrestleMania. 17. Peace.